This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's All-Star Weekend in the NHL, so the Sabres are off until Tuesday night when they visit the Canadians in Montreal. The Sabres are currently seven points out of a wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference, and Tyler Ennis knows the team is getting healthy at the right time. We look at it game by game. You know, we have to make a jump in the standings, and, you know, you don't really find out who the really good contenders, good teams are until after the All-Star break. So I think we're doing a good job right now of finding our team, coming together. Some injured guys are getting back. Our lineup's starting to look like how it should have at the start of the year. We're playing better, and we know we have to go on a streak, but we're taking it game by game. Coverage of Sabres Canadians on WGR starts at 6.30 with the Paul William Belts pregame show, followed by face-off at 7.30 from the Bell Center. To football, it's Senior Bowl Saturday from Mobile, Alabama. Prospects from across college football face off to showcase their talent in front of NFL front offices. Kickoff in the Senior Bowl gets underway at 12.30 Eastern. That's this afternoon on NFL Network. To tennis, Serena Williams defeated her sister Venus last night in the Women's Aussie Open Final 6-4. 6-4 in straight sets to capture the illustrious 23rd Grand Slam title to pass Steffi Graf for sole possession of second place behind only Margaret Quartz in her 24 Grand Slam titles. It's um, it's such a great feeling to uh, to to have 23. It, it really feels great. Um, yeah, I've been chasing it for a really long time. It feels like a really long time. And when it got on my radar and I knew that I had an opportunity to, to get there, and I'm here, I'm here, and it, it, it's a great feeling. And no better place to do it than Melbourne. The men's final features a classic matchup between Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. And no, it's not 2006, but they'll face off in the men's final at 3.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN from the land down under. So be sure to set your DVRs tonight to catch all the action tomorrow. I'm Nate Geary. This is WGR Sports Radio 550. Inside High School Sports is next. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelleger, along with Frank Wolf and Richard Crozier in studio. We're going to be talking boys hockey today. Roger and Joe Marguccio look to be like a no-show. I know, Roger, if the uh, if the weather was going to be dicey in his neck of the woods, he was going to stay home, and I think that might be a smart move, rather side on safety than anything else. And with Joe, this is his busy time of the year as a uh, tax man, so uh, we know that he wasn't going to make it in, but uh, we'll uh, contributing plenty on our uh, on our Facebook page. If you go to that, you'll be able to see a lot of great stuff. Morning, Frank. Morning, Tony. Morning, gentlemen. Well, uh, I see winter's finally back. <laughs> end of January, decided to show up. That's all right. Uh, we'll get through it. So think about this. In two months, we're out of it, and we're thinking we're in baseball and 
all that good stuff. And March coming up is one of the most exciting uh, months in sports with everything going on with the March Madness. You have the high school playoffs going on in all sports. Uh, you know, baseball starting up. It's just a great time. And with March Madness returning to Buffalo this year, downtown is going to be unreal. You got hockey going on, state championships, St. Patrick's Day parade tucked right in between. Uh, the Thursday and Saturday game downtown at the Key Bank Center. I mean, downtown is going to be lit. Gonna be yeah, lit. it is. Yeah, I hope so. there's plenty of food trucks <laughs> down there to accommodate everybody. And, uh, you know, hopefully Buffalo yeah. puts its best foot forward as it always does. And, and it wasn't like that the last time they were around. No. People it, were looking for places to go. They will have no problem finding a place to eat right now. Yeah, I think that uh, I think they solved that and learned that in a hurry. Uh, let's see. News and notes, my friend. Well, big news in uh, Section 6 football. It looks like New York State Public High School Association is going to send the boys down to Section 4 for semifinals. That's Endicott, Binghamton, so any Section 6 uh, team heading down to semifinals will have some traveling to do. They're going to have to pack a lunch. Um, St. Francis ended an 0-14 streak versus Timon yesterday. St. Francis with a big win. There's pictures up on our Inside High School uh, sports page from that game, thanks to Harry Skull. Um, boys, uh, hockey. I know it's a hockey show, so I want to give Mike Stefan a plug. I don't think we've ever mentioned his name on the show, but Will East scored a goal with .6 seconds left in the second period to help his team uh, defeat Clarence 3-2 in a game on Thursday night at Northtown. Unbelievable goal. Everybody's screaming at this kid to shoot, to shoot, and he's like, I got this. I got this. And he put a unbelievable wrist shot past that goaltender, and a uh, big win for, for Will East. And uh, baseball. Oh, wait, what about West Seneca East knocking off uh, Grand Island? I think they gave GI their first loss. There you go. Okay, uh, Division three, Division three, Grand Island with uh, their first loss of the season out at their barn in uh, West Seneca. That's a, that was a huge win for them as well. Uh, we'll get into all that um, with uh, Coach Crow over there. Um, but the last thing for news and notes that I had, actually, before I talk about baseball real quick, I, I met a kid from Olean yesterday. I was at a party. Okay. Big fan of your show. Huge fan of Inside High Sports. I didn't catch his name. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. <laughs> he loves this show. He's listening. Um, last thing, uh, baseball. New York State uh, Public High School, they did approve a measure, and they're going to instill a pitch count effective this season. So there will be a pitch count rule uh, beginning uh, this spring. All teams are going to have to uh, you know, follow the strict rules that they have. Uh, they are on our website, uh, Inside High School Sports page, that how, that, how it's broken down per innings. How many pitches, days of rest, that sort of thing. Nate, as a former pitcher, you and I were talking before the program, and we both agree that this is great news for uh, baseball. It's great news, and what we were talking about, too, that I think brings a whole new element into high school baseball is, you know, coaching. Like, now you're really going to have to coach around these restrictions, and I don't necessarily want to think of them as restrictions. I want to think of them as benefits for these young pitchers who – spend a lot of time on the mound and it's not just every four, three or four days for these kids you know they're practicing in between starts they're you know warming up in between starts so you have to think about these kids in their arms at their age you know that are throwing all these complex pitches that well, are I was, I was gonna bring that up the fact that uh kids are getting more and more uh, uh complex as yeah. you're saying with their curveballs right. and, and whatnot like that's putting a heck of a strain on the arm i mean i remember when we were younger modified i mean we were starting to learn how to throw some of those comp more complex pitches the curveball um you know, you know the change up and things like that now kids are throwing circle changes they're throwing 
knuckle curves. They're throwing all these crazy pitches, and you really start to wonder with you know the added pitch counts that these kids. Some of the, as you mentioned, kids are throwing 120, 130 pitches with all of the different types of pitch styles that are now. It, it, it's it's good to see that New York State and, and Section Six is really starting to look out um, for the players because they, they someone needs to be paying attention to these kids' pitch counts and how long. Um, they'll be pitching, and like we talked about, it'll come in key when it comes playoff time um, and reserving the guys that you want to start and get the quality starts from the guys you need. I can't wait till we get Les Simon on uh, uh, from uh, Kenmore East, our, our one of our baseball uh, insiders that we like to go to and get his take on it, and uh, you're right, it's going to bring coaching into the play because, you know, and as Les uh, said, you know, when you get towards the end of the season and you're lining yourself up, trying to anticipate, well, you do have your play off game, but you're also thinking about playing Rochester section five. Right. You know how do I use my ace? And is if we win this game, who am I going to pitch next game? And you kind of have to start to really project um, and and kind of figure out, hey, if is this game going to be someone I can start my third pitcher opposed to, hey, do I need to start my ace today? So those are just things. It's going to be strategy, a lot more strategy in baseball. And, I mean, you look at it in the pros, that's what happens. I mean, sure. you've got guys going every third day, but in between those starts, who do you start? I mean, it's, it's going to be more about development and, uh, and, and situational baseball, and I think that's going to be important moving forward. Do you think they're going to have to go with more pitchers now? Bring I think that there's more... going to be more specialized pitchers where guys are maybe – Sitting in a bullpen more, where you have more players on a roster, middle to relievers, having, right? Instead of having kids who are playing outfield and pitch, maybe there's more specialized relievers coming in and, and being a little bit more pro style. Do you think they should open up rosters, make that a little bit bigger? I think that has to be something that's looked at. If if you're going to be, um, you know, putting the restrictions on the on the guys, I think you're going to need to look at carrying one or two more arms, um, really, especially on road trips. I, I think that's going to be important. Yeah, interesting. And right? this isn't just varsity. I mean, this is from the modified oh, right. programs mm-hmm. all the way through the varsity. So it's not just they're just starting this year with varsity. They're going full throttle, starting with the modified programs all the way up. In the postseason, the pitch count does expand a little bit. So I had it up just a second ago. I know, like, in the regular season, uh, varsity, 96 to 105 with four days rest. Well, come postseason, it's, they go from 103 to 125 with four days rest. So they will expand it in the postseason. That's, that's going to be important then, and, and I think that's good. But, I mean, like you said, Frank, it, it's good that they're recognizing the importance of the games because in the playoffs, obviously, your, your bullpen shrinks, your starters shrink. You're only going to really go to two or three or four guys opposed to a regular season matchup where you have seven or eight guys to your disposal. That, that rotation, that bullpen shrinks once you get to the money time, and, and that'll be important when we uh, – but I, I think as far as strategy goes, it's going to be in, it's going to be interesting to see in year one where that kind of goes. Yeah, it's going to see what the how they look at it, how they uh, set their pitchers up, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, Roger Weiss is on the phone, I believe. Uh, morning, Roger. Good morning, uh, Tony. Uh, quick question on that baseball. When they do the pitch count, who exactly is responsible for counting the pitches? Hmm, I don't know. That's a good question. I just can't, uh, you know, yeah, they're going to pitch con. Can somebody, uh, you know, adjust the scorebook as it were? It just, it, I just don't know how feasible it is. It makes sense if they can do it, but uh, the actual pitch count and the recorded pitch count sometimes I got a feeling might be uh, not exactly the same. That's why I bring that up. Well, I know in Little League, uh, opposing coach will always keep an eye on that uh, both ways, Tony's, or Tony and Roger and Nate. Uh, so th- I mean, this is happening right now in the little league divisions. It's been going on for you know forever, but I, 
you always have another coach on the opposing team watching to see what's going on as well. A lot of these teams play each other two, three times on the weekend, these travel teams. So they'll keep an eye out. Okay. Anyway, uh, a couple things I got, uh, Anthony. Uh, number one, first and foremost, uh, we want to send our condolences out to uh, Len Jankowitz and especially his wife, Robin. Her mom passed away earlier. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, number two, uh, the lady, uh, Cardinal O'Hara Hawks, are continuing their uh, horrendous schedule going through the state. Uh, they had a great game last Saturday. They beat Jamestown. DeWitt? Jamesville DeWitt in a rematch at Cardinal O'Hara. Just a great game in overtime. Well, they really uh, did it this week. They're, they're out down in New York City, and they're going to face Christ the King. Oh, oh, man. And I forget the opponent they're playing tomorrow, but I, according to Nate Butel, the opponent uh, uh, that they're playing tomorrow is almost as good as Christ the King. So we will really find out how good uh, O'Hara is, is if we don't already know. Yeah, talk about getting yourself ready for the postseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, it should be a walk in the park after their non-league schedule this year. Uh, number three, I don't know if you saw the little article in the paper about uh, John Urshel, uh former Trench Trophy winner at Canisius uh, High School, and I had a laugh. He's, they did a segment on him and Brian Gumbel's inside high school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went national, Raj. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, Brian Cumble's uh, real sports with Brian Cumble. I know I'd get it eventually. Uh, boy, I, can't, I just can't picture this guy in the locker room. Here's all these players coming through listening to their uh, radios, iPods, whatever. And, uh, you know, he's reading math books for relaxation. <laughs> I mean, with for relaxation. Great. Math, Anthony. He literally does the math. Not like these people at all. I added two and two, came up with four. I did the math. You know how I feel about that. They did the arithmetic. Anyway, if you leave my counting alone. If you <laughs> if you get HBO, uh, please look at. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. And uh, finally, uh, I'm looking forward to this Wednesday morning, Anthony, ten o'clock at uh, Canisius uh, High School. Why is that? Blake Albiol and I believe Cole Burnison also will be signing their oh yeah intent for. Uh, uh, you know, to play uh, football at the uh, next level. And uh, i got to find out something from, I'm hearing rumors about Blake Albiol. I don't know if I ever told you, uh, Anthony, he's the son of a Kenton grad. And, uh, Why me? The, 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 Why me? That up. I'm hearing rumors that when he was interviewed uh, by uh, the coach at Ohio State that uh, asked him why he wanted to go to uh, Ohio State, he says, well, my grandfather graduated from uh, Kensington High School, and they have the same top fight song as Ohio State. So I think that's why I want to go here. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to confirm that Wednesday. You work on it. Hey, Raj, you picked the wrong week to miss coming in here. There's all kinds of pizza and cookies in the bistro. Well, no, but you know what? You just told me you. Uh, if I wasn't awake uh, when you said uh, uh, we got to get Les Simon in here, you know how I feel when he comes in. He always comes bearing gifts. So. Yeah, nice shirts and hats, and uh, Les takes care of us for our, our wardrobes. He keeps us uh, stocked up in Kenmore East gear, and we can't thank him enough for that. But, yeah, you're right. I can't wait to get him in here and talk to him about this uh, new pitch count and how it's going to affect coaching. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, and uh, what else can I say? Uh, basketball last night, St. Francis beat time, and I think... Uh, right, we went over that. We that already. Uh Boy, are those uh, 
Monsignor Martin basketball boys playoffs this year are going to be something else. Obviously, the, for the girls, it's going to be who's runner-up to uh, Cardinal O'Hara. But for the boys, I mean, those teams are so good and so evenly matched. You could actually have teams like St. Mary's and St. Joe's uh, underdogs as far as making it to the semifinals, and they might be on the outside looking in. But on any given night, any one of the top six teams could beat anybody else. Yeah, it's really exciting, and we're looking forward to it. We're, what, we're less than a month away from the playoffs. Yes, I'm, I think what three weeks away, something like that. I don't have the Monsignor Martin schedule that I have to get a hold of. Probably Kevin Keller, he'll take care of me on that. But uh, yeah, it's well, usually what late February, early March. Right. All right, Rod, stay uh, safe and warm up there, and uh, have a great weekend. Okay, sounds good, guys. See you next week. You got it, buddy. Thank you. All right, let's switch gears. We were here to talk hockey, and we have uh, Coach Richard Crozier in here from St. Joe's. Well, your opponents and all the guys that you play are probably bad-mouthing me right now because it seems like whenever we bring Coach Crozier in, St. Joe's goes on a tear and wins, like, every game. Well, you know, Tony, first of all, thanks for having us back. We we love to come on and, you know, not only talk about St. Joe's hockey but the rest of what we believe is is the best high school hockey in the state, Section Six Federation hockey. Um, I don't know about the the future of outcomes, uh, but uh, certainly our pleasure to be back. And 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 you're right, we we do have a little bit of uh, past history together. And whenever I come on the show, things seem to go our way. So keep inviting me back. <laughs> well, we also bring you on because you're 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 a lot of fun to talk to and a wealth of uh, knowledge when it comes to fed hockey and it seems this year uh it's another spectacular year in fed hockey. We've seen upsets, uh you know, where you didn't, you know, teams coming out of nowhere to knock off some of the better teams. You know, we mentioned uh West Seneca East uh, handing Grand Island their first loss. So it's been a great year, and now you guys kind of hitting the uh, stretch run. We are. You know, as as you mentioned, the playoffs kind of seem right around the corner. And uh, this year, I've, I've been I've been doing this for a while. This is my uh, 13th year as, as a federation coach. And this year, more than any year, there's so much parity in the league. Um, and, uh, you know, you mentioned upsets. Even in Division One this 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 past week, we had uh, Canisius knocking off North, who, who currently is ranked third in the state. You know, some people might have said, "Oh, that's an upset." We played Canisius just the week before. Um, you know, they they're a strong team. It, 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 as far as my opinion is, is that it's really anyone's championship to win. And uh, how exciting um, for the teams! Everybody's still in it, and how ex- exciting for fans and the student body. Uh, you know, everyone has a, an opportunity to to win on any given night. When you look at a situation the way it is right now, is it going to come down to goaltending? Is goaltending going to be the difference from now until the state finals? Yeah, you, you know, that that's one of the most important positions, if not the most important position in our sport. I mean, we read um, about you know, West Seneca East goalie standing on his head last night. That's all it takes, you know, and, and, and we talk about that. Um, on on both ends, you know, one thing that we try to do um, on our team is, is is limit the shots of our opponent. We want to we want to put our goalie in a position uh, to be as successful as possible. But also, we talk about making the most of our opportunities. And and what I mean by that is 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 on the offensive side, you you know, you are just one hot goalie away um, from you know from a tough defeat. Um, and in fact, our 
our one loss this season, that was the difference. Uh, we went up against Orchard Park and uh, uh, held. He's a senior for OP. We we doubled them in shots, uh, but he he was fantastic. He's he's certainly one of the better players in the league. He's making a difference for that team. They're currently tied for first place, and you know, just like you said, uh, Tony, goaltending goaltending at this time of year is 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 critical. When you're facing a goalie like that, does that tend to get into the player, the shooters especially? Does it get into their head? Man, we can't beat this guy this t- uh, tonight. You know, Tony. That, you know what we'll talk about on on our team, and I know it's it's pretty consistent throughout other teams. Is shot quality. Like you, you are as as an offensive player, and you're taking that shot. You're you're in control of of that outcome. If you're going to take that quick shot, and you're actually going to hit the goalie, you're adding to his confidence. So you know we talk about it either uh, between periods or before the game, making the most of your offensive opportunity. So you know we're 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 going for corners. We're 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 looking for shots that are going to produce rebounds. Um, but early on a game, if you're not making the most, and you're just you know you're just hitting that goalie, especially one of the areas that we try to not hit a goalie in is the chest. Chest the easiest save for the goalie. Uh, if, if if you're going to feed his confidence, um, you know that's 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 going to turn into a long night for you. So we're always talking about making the most of your offensive opportunities um, and putting the puck. Uh, in a place where it will go in the back of the net, not not hitting the goalie. It used to be, you know, coaches would tell, get get your shot count up. Get as many shots on the goalie as possible. Now you're breaking that down even further, saying it has to be quality shots, not just shots. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. And uh, it was kind of a lopsided game um, on Thursday night. Uh, we were playing some really good hockey, and we outshot St. Francis 61-6. to Wow. And so, you know, as a coach, after we we, we love the effort, we love the intensity. One thing that's really important to me is that my players every game are bringing a passion um, on the ice. And that was there. I mean, when you get 61 shots. But uh, Well, that means you're skating. It means you're moving. You're passing the puck. Lots of positives to come out from that, but you know one of one of the challenges that I always have and I, that I'm always preaching to my players is that we have to continue to get better. Especially as I was just mentioning, we play in a league um, where it's it's the best teams in New York State, and every night you have to be ready to go. My observation, my evaluation of of the game on on Thursday night, even though we got 61 shots, we didn't make the most of our opportunities. So the you know the conversation that we had after the game was, hey, you know if we're if we're not um, firing to score, if we're not shooting to score, or we're not looking um, to to pass the puck across um, to a back door, those are the those are the offensive plays that we have to continue. Um, to improve on. You can't just be satisfied with getting a shot on net. What are you going to do with that opportunity? So that that's uh, that's something we're continuing to focus on. Um, and I know, you know, in talking to other coaches in the league, that's that's things that they focus on as well. Now, are you able, you know, a game like that, okay, you want to emphasize uh, the quality <laughs> shots. So do you get uh, tape from the game? And so, okay, here's a situation where you could have brought the brought the puck back and created a better opportunity rather than just taking the shot. And you were able to demonstrate right there and then and show them what uh, how the play should have gone. You know, it's a great question. It's interesting how coaching has evolved. Even, you know, as I mentioned, I've been, it's my 13th season. Everything now, all of our games are taped. Um, we, use a, we use a program, an online program. 
um, that is shared uh, with the boys goes right to their phones. And on the program, it's really neat. Um, we, um, and when I say we, my coaching staff, we can make comments. We can, we can, show, uh, we can show the boys real quickly um, areas to improve on. That, that's an area that, you know, was, was always in the program game, the college game. I can tell you that my video analysis and what we do with video, um, you know, is, is as strong as some of the, the college and, and pro programs. It's time-consuming. Um, my assistant coaches, myself, we were always looking for the opportunity to, um, to review tapes and to, to get feedback back to the players. Um, but it's certainly an aspect that we've, um, we've, taken, uh, we've taken charge of to improve, to improve our overall game. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more Fed hockey, how the playoffs are shaping up, what can we look for. We'll have all of that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with Frank Wolf and Richard Crozier. Coach, we have a special guest in here that yeah, we haven't talked about. This, this is our boy over here, Patrick Veltri. Pat's been with me since uh, since freshman year. He's our manager and just a big part of our team. Pat, how's Coach doing in here? He's doing great, guys, and uh, thank you for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure indeed. You enjoying yourself here? Absolutely. I'm having a great time. You're never going to be able to listen to radio the same again. Now that you the uh, the curtain has been open and exposed, and you get to see how everything is done behind the scenes. So you're never, every time you listen to the radio now, this is going to go through your mind. Excellent. You know, Tony, I, I just want to mention, you know, Pat's, Pat's a real important part of our team. And, and uh, you know, I know some, some people come out to the rink and, you know, see Pat. Pat Pat's, Pat's in a wheelchair. Um, but he's been my student manager for four years. And, and I can tell you, you know, a lot of people ask me about the success of St. Joe's hockey. And, you know, we won a few state championships the last few years. And, and, and we're currently on a streak. And, and last year... You know, uh, GR and everyone did a nice job of, of talking about how well we did on the ice. But, you know, I need to tell you that the secret of our success is off the ice. And a big part of it are, are guys like Patrick here. You know, one of the things that's really important to us um, as coaches is that we're also teachers. And, you know, we talk about life lessons. And, you know, here's a guy over here that's, that's in a wheelchair that brings a passion and energy and intensity to life that you know, is what I'm trying to preach to my players to, to put on the ice. He's, he's a, a big part of our success. Um, we're really, really fortunate to have him. And, and, and you know, one of, the, one of the things that's important to me, too, is when we were talking about this, this off, the, off the air, Tony, is, is I think sometimes in youth sports and in high school sports and even a varsity sport like, like ice hockey, sometimes people lose perspective on things. Oh, big time. You know, this, this is a game we're playing, and every day there's going to be a winner and loser. And, uh, you know, while that's important to us, you know, one of the things that I preach to my players that's also important is that we don't lose perspective on things. So, you know, in our world, in our world, the Lord comes first, okay? Uh, then family, then school, and then hockey. And... Um, that's really important for us to preach because if we lose that perspective, 
I'm going to tell you that the outcome on the ice would be a lot different. And that's why I love having Pat around the locker room. And, you know, I've had Pat over to my house. Pat's traveled with the team. Pat is one of us. And we talk all the time about the importance of team. And, you know, this year we've given away a few periods because we played like individuals. But when we're a team, when we play like a team, Tony, we are very, very strong. And we, our strength of our team includes this guy right over here, Patrick Veltri. When Patrick is with us, when he's a part of us, and he always is, our team is the best. We compete the best. We perform the best on and off the ice. And I know I sit here being very blessed and fortunate to have him a part of my program for the last four years, and I just wanted to mention that. Pat, do you ever have to uh, kick the players in the butt to uh, kick it in gear and get going and give a better effort? Yeah, I think uh, like any of the coaches, if we're having a poor poor performance, I try and get the boys going, and, and I'm always trying to get them going before the game and get them motivated, and, you know, I'm always giving them a fist bump when they're going out there and telling them to get going. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I try and get them going and get them motivated for the game. And they respond well, don't they? Yeah, I think they do, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. He's, one of, he's one of the boys, Tony. He's one of our boys. Pat, do you ever tell them that you're a killer fantasy football player? I try not to rub it in too much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... Competing with Pat, I don't know how many years at our family football pool, and Pat's had my number at least the last seven years, but we'll get you this year. Yeah, It's all in the drafting, right, Pat? Yeah, All in the drafting. Absolutely. Will you go quarterback or or do you go wide receiver or running back in your first round? You know, I like to take care of my uh, running backs and wide receivers first, and, you know, I tend to keep my – quarterback for later in the draft all right well when uh, a draft comes up later this year i'm gonna have to call you up for some tips all right yeah absolutely. help me out here i've only won a couple of championships i need more i'm greedy well my first move is usually to the cooler so that's that's when i knew i'm in trouble <laughs> mine's to the refrigerator <laughs> going to get a snack all right you had a question for uh coach before we get going into some of the federation uh talk in uh, the playoffs and all that coach um You've been the face of St. Joe's Hockey for nine years now. Um, very successful program. Um, I see how much passion you put into each game just watching you on the bench. Is there something at some point where you may want to say, you know, I've won state championships, I've, I've done everything I can here. At what point do you have bigger aspirations to maybe move to a, another, like a collegiate program, or do you have even bigger dreams? Wow, Frank, I, I, I appreciate the the compliment um you know my my focus currently is 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 certainly on the present i mean as you guys know big aspiration in my life is my father joe um whose living was a professional originally a professional hockey player and one of my heroes (laughs) professional coach you know coach the sabers and the toronto maple leafs and a number of other teams i know dad's listening and he Um, put the french connection together so we should build a statue he um (laughs) Yeah, he, he's he, you know he, he's a role model and aspiration in my life. People say it all the time, and I actually believe it's true. Coaching is in my blood. Um, you know, um, my uh, my real job. I'm I'm an administrator right now, um, but was a teacher um, for 15 years. And teaching and coaching are, are the exact same thing. I, I I feel like I'm a teacher when I'm when I'm coaching, and it is something I'm passionate about. You know, the next level. That's funny. I I. Um, I love what I do right now. Um, have I thought about it? Have I, you know, dreamed about it? Of course. Of course I have. But, you know, one of the things that I, I, I need to mention and, 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 you know, Rich Crozier gets a lot of attention 
Um, you know, and part of that is, is my last name. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, the reason why I've been successful in my program for the last nine years is because I've surrounded myself with wonderful, wonderful people. Um, Patrick Veltri is one of them. My assistant coach is Mike Murphy, uh, Sean Elliott, Don Held, Justin Crawford, Mark Millar. I mean, these, these, are, these are individuals that give uh, sacrifice. They have families. Some of them are still in college. I mean, they, they give a tremendous amount of time. And, and uh, you know, while I think about the possibility of moving on to the next level, I certainly couldn't move up alone. I mean, the reason for my success is, is a team effort um, with an amazing coaching staff, amazing families that support me, and a school that has 100% confidence in me, which starts with our president down. So um, I'd, I'd, I'd love to think that, that I, I have the skill set to move to the next level, but how could I leave a program that's been so supportive of me for nine years? So my focus continues and remains on St. Joe's. You mentioned your dad and the fact that he coached in the NHL. A time uh, so much different than hockey today. Do you sit down and talk about, you know, as we mentioned with the video and going to the cell phones, does he look at that and like most dads, ah, that's not how we did it back in the day? Well, well you know, the strength of my dad as a coach is he was a motivator. Um, you know, I've read enough articles. There's, there's, there's some books um, that talked about, there's a book called Thank You Savers, which was about the 1972-73 team, the first time the Savers made the playoffs. Um, they played the Montreal Canadiens that went on to the Stanley Cup. That entire book talks about that year and uh, a lot of the strengths of my dad. He was a motivator, and um, I kind of try to myself be, this, be the same way. Um, we look at strategy, um, but but my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan is my dad. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk almost after every game and, you know, I'll say, oh, you know, we could have done this better and we could have done that better. The first thing he, he will mention is think about all the amazing things that you've done or accomplished. Um, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll pump my tires all the time. He's, he's, <laughs> he's great. Um, he'll, you know, he'll make comments um, that, you know, I'm, I'm a great coach and, and uh, you know I'm I'm so fortunate to have him in my life. His health uh, just recently um, has been struggling, and and each day that I have with him is a blessing. Absolutely, and my, Coach, uh, if you're listening out there, we're wishing you all the best, and uh, and thank you. Uh, let's get in because this is a short program. We got to talk about playoffs as much as I want to get into keep talking about coaching, which I love to talk about the. Uh, First of all, give us the update. How does what is the structure like? How will it shake down as far as uh, seedings and all that goes? Yeah, and I, I know Frank will jump in here too. Frank's Frank's gets out to uh, to a number of games, and I'll tell you, the resident expert that I'm always leaning on is is Pat. Uh, Pat certainly follows the league. You know, I'll talk a little <clears throat> bit about. I'll just start off with Division One and Division One. Like I said earlier, uh, it's anyone's it's anyone's contest currently. Um, in Division One, the situation is this. Orchard Park and Williamsville North are in first place. Um, we were hanging on to it for a while, um, but they've played a couple more games. Uh, OP uh, has one game in hand, and Williamsville North has two games in hand on us. They're both at 20 points. So right now, um, it's looking that they'll be one of the top seeds um, for the Section 6 uh, playoffs. We're, we're next with 19 um, but we play Hamburg 
um, in 90 minutes. So uh, we're going to be getting to the rink. Uh, actually, at 1 o'clock we play them. Um, Niagara Wheatfield, we just played them the other night. They look great. Um, Kenesha, as I mentioned, knocked off Williamsville North. And then Lancaster, who currently is in last place. But let me just mention that Lancaster, one of their wins was <coughs> over Williamsville North. Um, one of North's three losses. And we played Lancaster earlier in the year, uh, Pat, and it was a tie. And if you were to say to me right now, Tony, which was one of your toughest opponents? Because the structure of the league works like this. You go through Division One, Then we slide to Division Two, and we just... We're just finishing. Hamburg's my last Division Two, and then we we go back and finish our season with Division One. If you say of all my first games in Division One, who was one of our toughest opponents, Patrick, I would say it was it was Lancaster that tie. They those 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 boys were moving. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. They gave us, I'd say, our our biggest challenge of the year, and I mean they fought us the whole entire game, and it, they have a heck of a squad over there at Lancaster. So now, you know how, when you look at the seedings, okay, being not everybody has a rink in their backyard. Uh, let's say you're, let's say you have the higher seating. Do you dictate what rink you're going to go to? No, that's all. That's all predetermined. Um, the the sectional playoffs. Um, so Tony, we've talked about this before, but um, you know one of the one of the uh, the positives of the federation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I, I wish the rest of Section 6 would pay attention to, is that we all get to play one another. And, it, you know, um, you know it, it's, it's, it's a huge advantage for us. We're playing the best teams um, in the area. Um, I don't want to have a non-league schedule where I'm having to set things up. So we love to be a part of the Fed. Um, but at the end of the season, and this goes back nine years now, at the end of the season, they split. Um, and they go public and private. Right. All of the public uh, playoffs are at the Northtown Center, um, and then they move over to Harbor Center for um, for their state championships. All of the private school playoffs this year are at um, Harbor Center, with of course the the championship at Key Bank, and then our state championship this year for the state championship is also at Harbor Center. It rotates each year between Western New York and New York City. Last year, we won the state championship um, in Coney Island, which was great. But I'm sure you'd rather do it here at home. Absolutely. And this is the first year it's going to be at the Harbor Center. And uh, we're thrilled. That's going to be a home ice advantage for us. We love that facility. Will that bring uh, a lot of people, you know, from uh, visiting schools, hopefully? Yeah. I mean, we're always looking, you know, my my mindset is still, you know, from BEN. We're looking at economy and, you know, things. How does this affect us? Last year, and Frank, I think you were there. Last year was the first year that they did the public school playoffs um, here. It usually was in Utica. And it was huge success. It was. It was a tremendous success, and, and thanks to you know all these sites out there, including Melissa from Icing the Fed, constantly reporting on these games and these athletes, teams, coaches, what have you, um, it brings excitement, and we need more of that. And that's why you got to take your hats off to these people that do this day in, day out. Some of those key dates, though, you mentioned Super Monday is the 27th of February, and that is out at Key Bank Center. I believe the Catholic schools kick it off at... 4 p.m. 4 o'clock, a matinee game. Nice. Yeah, we'll be ready. It's all part of Super Monday. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, a lot more hockey to talk about with Coach Crozier. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. How bizarre. How bizarre that we have one more segment left. Inside High School Sports, WGR 
Sports Radio 550. We're talking Fed hockey with Coach Crozier. Uh, you know, the uh, playoffs is such an exciting time of the year. And the one thing that people don't really think about is the uh, traveling that the students do and how they support their teams. We talk about, about Will North, tremendous job by the student section there whenever they play, they come out. Is it a thing where you know you know that you're playing a Will North or a Lancaster, you know it's going to be loud? Well, yeah, we talk about it all the time. And your, your students, I mean, come on, you guys are loud. Oh, yeah, we got to give a shout-out to the Rowdies, right? They do, they do a great job. Uh, j- just recently, I, I felt they were, they were some of the difference in the in the. Canadian Canisius game um, when we beat Canisius for nothing. Um, it, it's to me that's that's our, our biggest selling point, you know. And that's one of the one of the things that we talk about is is we want we want hockey players to stay and play high school hockey for four years. There's other opportunities out there, um, you know. But you look at a guy like a Cole Schneider who who continues to do well. He played high school hockey for four years, and you know one of the things that when you know players come and talk to me about you know what journey they're going to take to get to the next level, I always tell them there, there's no there's no right or wrong answer. Um, if you're you know if you're working hard, getting better, getting good coaching, um, certainly I believe that high school hockey can provide that opportunity for you. And the one thing that we have, the one thing that we have, Tony, that uh, that you don't see in these full season club teams travel teams is is the student body support there is nothing like uh williamsville north st joe's hockey game that thursday before it's gotta be deafening it's you know i mean there are times where the fire marshal shows up because they're concerned about how many people are in the building wow st joe's canisius same thing um you know there's nothing like it i mean you go to some and i'm not knocking these small college hockey programs but you go to some college games you don't get that sort of support from the student body so it's a great experience we talk about how to handle it in the room it can it can certainly be a challenge for a player um you know to have a, a thousand teenagers um screaming and yelling at uh for every play but uh it's certainly exciting. It gets me pumped up, and I know it gets my players pumped up. Pat, who are some of the uh, better schools with uh, with the fans that show up and support? Who are some of the schools that have the tremendous support out of their fans? Well, I think for every rivalry game, you're going to get good fan support. But like Coach has been saying, I know for the Will North Joe's game, that is probably the most heavily attended game in the Fed, in my opinion. And I know it gets all of us motivated. I know it's it's great for both schools to see all their friends and other classmates with them and even for me i'm not on the ice but i know when i walk down that tunnel heading towards the ice like it gets me very pumped up for the game and it's awesome to hear your students and other friends as you turn that corner to go on the ice at north Town. do you look out into the stands and say okay we've got more support tonight than the other schools so we're feeling pretty good i think uh, it, it always helps for sure when you see the students try starting file into the game uh I know I always look before the game and there's no one there, and then I come back 15 minutes later and the whole rink's filled it's up. Packed. So <laughs> it, it fills up quick and it's awesome. Coach, I really enjoy going to the Niagara Falls games because of the band. Any chance you can ever get your band out to yeah. some of these games, especially? I mean, you've got some big games coming up. How about at the Key Bank Center? What a what an opportunity for them to show what they can do. But bring the band out. Frank, yeah, we need to see band more bands out. at these games. I'm 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 a hundred percent behind you. Actually, we had the pep band a couple times last year, and uh, we need them. We need them. It's 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 a great atmosphere. The pep band, 
when uh, when they're going, it's 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 one of my favorite things. We haven't had them this year, Pat, but maybe maybe you can work on that for me at school. Roger always talks about uh, you know one of the great things about playoff time in basketball is, is going to see a Niagara Falls game, like Frank just said, because that band just right. adds so much to the atmosphere. And when you've got the cheering going on, and then when there's a break, the the bands break it out into music. It just it's festive. It's fun. It brings another level to the game for sure. And you guys have a tough week coming up. I mean, you're playing today at one o'clock. Hamburg, who had a tough time last night with Orchard Park, but then you got Lancaster Monday. That's at Harbor Center, eight thirty, and Canisius is right behind them, February second at Northtown, and then your game with North. So if you want to see a really cool two uh, fan sections going at it, that's on February ninth. That's a Thursday night, seven p.m., and that is on the feature rink. Whoa, Frank, you're stressing me out here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Boys, I hope you're listening. we got a tough schedule, according to Frank, coming up. It's so, tough. Uh, but does this help you get ready for the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're going to go tough, tough, tough before before you really get tough. 100%. 100%. That's why we're doing it. In fact, I'll even tell you, it, it gets a little bit uh, hairier. So we play north mm. Thursday night, and then uh, we're going to board on the bus the next morning. We're going to go out to Messina um, and play in Messina and North Country in their tournament. And then just, you know, just to make things interesting, so we, Messina, we play Messina Friday and Potsdam Saturday. Sunday, we'll just come back and we'll play Orchard Park, which is our only loss this season. So we'll go four in a row to end the season, and you guys are right. If we're not ready for the playoffs after those four games, I don't know what else to do with these boys. Yeah, if you're not ready then, just you know, pack up the suitcase and go home. Coach, it was great to have you in uh, this morning. And, Pat, it was such a pleasure to meet you and have you on this morning. I wish you guys the best luck. I want to wish the best luck to all the Fed teams, boys and girls, as they get ready for the playoffs. Uh, students out there, keep supporting these teams. Parents, thank you for your support for them and, uh, and the whole hockey community. Guys, it's our pleasure. As I mentioned all the time, we, we really appreciate what you do, Tony. And I know, Rod, you're listening from home. What you do for Western New York high school sports, it's, it's, it's really appreciated. We love coming on. And anytime you want to have us back, we, we'll need it. Or if things don't go my way, I might be back next week because uh, <laughs> you guys have a good luck charm. So I'll just start showing up at the door if that's okay. Well, you might as well because we have uh, St. Joe's wrestling coach, uh, Pete Kennedy, coming in. We're going to do wrestling so you would fit right in. Uh, Nate, Gary, thank you. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Inside High School Sports. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.